0: Well, our theme today, as we continue our study of Colossians, is Jesus is the key to healthy relationships. Don't neglect him, and don't dismiss him in the relationships that you have. Grace and I are thoroughly enjoying our time worshiping with you here. This is a wonderful family of faith. The reason why is because Jesus is among you. Wherever two or three gathered are gathered in His name, Jesus promised to be there, and the scent of Jesus is here. Now, there's a lot of other places in in the world where there's all kinds of aromas, but they're not very pleasant. But in in this place, there's a pleasant aroma, and that pleasant aroma is the the scent of Jesus is here. So this makes this a safe place, which is good because we have to talk about a difficult subject today. Jesus is the one who holds all things together the scripture says. All things hold together in him. Whether we're talking about the nucleus of an atom or whether we're talking about the nucleus of a family the one who holds it together is Jesus whether we recognize it or not. And without him everything in inevitably will fall apart or fly apart. So um, I encourage you to open your Bibles to Colossians 3, chapter 18. If you didn't bring a Bible, I I hope you download this on your smartphone. So just bring out your phone and you can, you know, there's all kinds of programs there. You can have your Bible right with you wherever you go. Over the last couple of weeks, we've discovered uh, two steady themes in Paul's letter to the Colossians. And the first theme that we've discovered throughout this letter is that Jesus is more than we thought. We'll never unpack completely who Jesus is. Jesus is more than we thought. I I met a person, oh yeah, I went to Sunday school, I know all that Jesus stuff. Uh, Give me a break. No, you don't. We'll never unpack who this Jesus is throughout all eternity. We don't need to add anything to Jesus. And when we try to add to Jesus, Jesus plus, we mess it all up. Second, the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature are always trying to bring Jesus down, to diminish him, or to dismiss him, or to leave him out because we think we can do it ourselves. Sort of like little children. I can do this myself and so we give it a try and it doesn't work out we don't want to admit our failures we don't want to ask for help we'd rather blame others when things go haywire we'd rather excuse ourselves and diminish the people that we're in a relationship with and ultimately that means diminish the Lord and diminish Jesus you know I grew up with a twin brother didn't look like me he was tall and handsome and, and it, it was great any other twins here okay being a twin is wonderful you always have somebody to play with or fight with and we would drive our mother completely nuts because she could never tell if we were playing or fighting and and sometimes we couldn't tell the difference you know, it, it, it was pretty subtle we called it recreational fighting and, And bloody noses and black eyes seemed to happen, whether we were just fooling around, or whether we were going at it hammer and tongs. Now, maybe you had a brother or sister, so you know what I'm talking about, all right? Ultimately, life is about relationships, relationships. Not checking accounts, not money, not success, not power, not pleasure. Life is about relationships. Relationships. And everything else is second. Everything else is second. Ten out of ten of the ten commandments are about relationships. Can you say it with me? Relationships. We were created in the image of God. And God exists in relationships. He reveals himself to us as Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three persons who are one. A dynamic living relationship between three unique people, persons, three unique persons who are in reality one. In this Trinity, there is a dance of perfect love. Each one is glorifying, serving, submitting, supporting, enjoying the other. So we talk about God. We're talking about a dynamic living relationship. Lucifer, on the other hand, that rebellious archangel who was cast out of heaven and became Satan, rejected this idea of relationships. And he wanted to exalt himself to the sole position, the lone position, in which he was over all the others. And he would diminish all the others. He would diminish the other angels that were around him. Remember, there were three archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. And they were the three archangels. And one of them decided he didn't need the others. He could do it by himself. And so he chose to exalt himself and diminish everybody else, including his creator. Now, does this sound familiar at all? Mm-hmm. Because the nature of sin is that we do the same thing. Yes. Why are our relationships and the family and the community and work such a struggle? We give you a hint. Mm-hmm. It's because we attempt to exalt ourselves by diminishing <coughs> Others. Is anybody here with me, or am I by myself here? Oh yeah, here right on. (laughs) So here's the first rule this morning. This message isn't about somebody else. It's about you, and it's about me. Wives, I'm not going to give you any ammunition to go after your husband or after your neighbor. And husbands, this isn't about your wife or your co-worker, or who your boss is supposed to be, and what they're supposed to do. This is about you. This is about me. And this is about our responsibilities and the relationship that God has given to us. So, before we go any further, will you join me? Holy Spirit, help us let down our guard. Help us let down our excuses, our self-justification concerning the struggles that we have in our relationships with one another. And help us listen to your word and to learn from you, because you are the author of all relationships. And we humbly ask this in Jesus' name. Because... We were created in the image of God who is Trinity. All our relationships are created to be Trinitarian as well. Does that make sense? We were created in the image of a Trinitarian God. So therefore our relationships were created to be Trinitarian as well. They we are like a, a dance. Alive, alive. And moving relationships are dynamic they move closer together and they move farther apart just like we do in a a dance but they always remain connected but they aren't a dance for just one or even two they're a dance for three now growing up on the farm out in the eastern part of the state now, long ago, they had a folk dance called a Shadish. Anybody know what a Shadish is? Shadish. It's a dance for three people. It's a beautiful dance in which three people braid themselves together through this through this dance. And, and that's what God is like. That's what the Holy Spirit and the Son and the Father are like. 2.Jasperians 4.12 says, A braid of three cords is not easily broken or pulled apart. If you pull the third cord out of a, of a braid, what happens to the other two pieces? They come apart. They can't hold together. In the Anglican church there's a beautiful ceremony that, in, in which in a marriage three cords are braided together. That's what our marriages are supposed to be. When we try to hold our relationship together without a Jesus and a mutual submission to Him, then we inevitably fall into a war between two egos. And those two cords can't hold together. Well, yeah, but what about a relationship where only one is a believer? Well, remember this isn't about them and their failure. This is about you and me and our responsibilities. You and I must submit to the Lord first. And then the Holy Spirit can begin to work in the life of that other person that we're in a relationship with. But it has to start with each of us. Each of us. So let's look at the specifics of what Paul says here. Although he names common relationships, wives, husbands, kids, masters, slaves, the principle The principles in every relationship are the same. They are the same. So let's look at what Paul says. Paul begins, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Now now this is not a hierarchy of power. This is not meant to be a hierarchy of power. This means instead of resisting criticizing, nagging, and diminishing our husbands, wives are to encourage him, build him up. Rather than competing with him or being jealous of him, you are to cooperate with him. Now, he may not be perfect, but neither are you. Healthy relationships are built on trust, Honesty, patience, forgiveness, and loyalty. Imagine a football team where the players refuse to cooperate with the quarterback. I'm not gonna run that stupid play. What's the matter with you? Or they tell their friends what a dope their coach is when they're off the field. That team will never win a game. That sabotages the relationship. Satan's purpose is to destroy marriages. Because that's how he destroys people. He wants to destroy families and he wants to destroy nations. And he does his best work when he gets us to attempt to exalt ourselves and diminish our partners. You say that word diminish? Diminish our partners. We have an enemy. But it's not the person we're in a relationship with. Are you with me? Ian? Paul goes on. Husbands, love your wives. And do not be harsh harsh with them. In Ephesians, Paul says husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave His life for her. Gave His life for her. Put her first above Himself. Men, we are to cherish our wives in the same way that Jesus cherishes us. Value her. We are to treat her with great respect and dignity. In the way we talk to her, in the way we talk about her. You are to care for her. You are to serve her. As if she was the most precious thing in the world because that's the job that God has given to you. Mm -hmm. She belongs to Jesus, not to you. And God has commissioned you to care for her, whether she deserves it or not. Our children will learn respect for others and for themselves by the way that you model love for your wife. That's the way we change the rancor that's in our nation right now. It's got to begin with Christian men loving their wives, loving their children. Yeah, yeah, but what What if, what if he's a jerk? Or, or what, if, what if, what if she doesn't get her job done? What if she, she doesn't, isn't that, isn't that the point? I mean, that's the point. Mm. How much grace did the Lord extend to you when you didn't deserve it? Husbands and wives, let me help you out here a little bit because what the Lord is asking us to do, we can't do on our own. We don't possess that kind of love. But the, the Bible tells us that we love because God first loved us. It also tells us that he will pour his love into our heart so that we can pass that love on to others. All love comes from God. Mm -hmm. So if we need more love for our husband, for our spouse, for our children, for our parents, we need to go to the source. We need to confess our lack of love, that our cup is empty, that we need to ask the Lord. Lord, will you fill me with the kind of love for this person that you have for that person? That's the kind of prayer he's willing to answer. You can't love your husband or wife like that unless the Lord Jesus pours his love through you. And that's why it's so critical that marriages be Trinitarian. A husband, a wife, and God. A braid of three cords is not easily broken. Men, when things get in a mess in our marriages, and they will. We are sinful people married to sinful people. That's time for your leadership. You take your wife by the hand, and you get on your knees together, and you ask the Lord to forgive you for your stubborn heart. And you ask the Lord to help you love each other as He has first loved you. We submit, first of all, to Him. We kneel before Him. And then, we are able to submit to one another. In fact, before Paul ever talks about what wives are to do, what husbands are to do, he tells us all, submit to one another in love. Submit to one another in love. That comes before any of the other stuff. Paul continues with with the relationship between parents and children. You know, we can't expect our children to submit to our authority unless they first see us submitting to the Lord's authority. Did, Did you get that? We can't expect our children to submit to our authority unless they see us Submitting to the Lord's authority. What about kids that are being raised by abusive parents? Are they to submit? Are they to submit to their parents' wickedness? No. If someone is trying to force us to or entice us into doing what is clearly sinful and wrong, we always obey the Lord first. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel faithfully served a pagan king, Nebuchadnezzar, until he demanded that they worship his idol. And then they were willing to say no. They were willing to die rather than sin against the Lord. And the Lord used their fearless, stubborn integrity to change the king's heart. I know of many instances where the loving, persistent faith of a child has been used by God to bring pagan parents to faith in Jesus. And I know where the persistent love and prayers of a parent or a grandparent has eventually overcome the rebellion of a sin or a daughter's heart. Paul then takes us into the workplace and the community. If you are a Christian, you are to serve your employer as you would serve Jesus. Don't cheat them, don't complain about them, don't diminish them before others. Instead, work hard, be honest and diligent so that your effort will bring glory to God and trust the Lord to reward you. If you're an overseer, an employer, a master, don't use your position to take advantage of others. Don't view them as less than yourself. Instead, lift them up and help them be successful. Your job as a leader is to model grace and integrity and diligence and joy. Don't be arrogant and treat those under you with contempt. Oh Lord, help us as a nation. Because in doing so you are treating Jesus with contempt and the end of that is the disraveling of it all. If you're a boss, pray for your employees. Be interested in their welfare. If you're an employee, be honest and be loyal and pray for your boss and do your best to make him successful and lift him up. Don't diminish, don't diminish him or her because of what the Lord has done for you. Healthy relationships are like their creator. They are Trinitarian. A man, a woman, and God. A father, a mother, and children; an employee, an employer, and God. And that goes in our nation as well. And when we pull God out, it comes apart. When our partner in that relationship chooses to rebel against God, don't let them pull you into their wicked behavior. Instead, you—you be true. You be true to the Lord. What the Lord has called you to be. Last week, Nielsen shared this with us from Colossians 3, the verses just before that. They're very relevant, so let's, let's read them together again. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through Him. In the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are not in competition with each other. They don't gripe about each other. They don't complain to one another about the other one or criticize or diminish each other. They don't use that passive-aggressive sort of resistance. You know about passive-aggressive kind of thing? Instead, they lift each other up. They glorify the other one. They serve the other. Without Jesus, Satan turns our relationships, our family, our nation into a battlefield. And the stakes get higher and higher until all war breaks out and ruin becomes devastating, often lasting for generations. But it doesn't have to be that way. But in order for change to happen, it begins with each of us, not the other guy, but with me. It begins when we humble our hearts and we submit to the Lordship of Jesus in our lives and we ask him how he wants us to love this other person in the way that he loves that other person. How he wants us to forgive that other person in the way that he has forgiven them. We have no right to judge our partner or our neighbor's failures until our own heart is in order. Will you join me as we pray? Heavenly Father, Holy Jesus, Gracious Holy Spirit, we confess we need your help today. This whole relationship thing isn't easy. We've been hurt, sometimes very deeply. And we've hurt each other. We've often attempted to justify and excuse ourselves and at the same time we've blamed and complained and diminished and accused others. Forgive us this morning and set our heart right with you. We want to be more like Jesus who was obedient even to the giving of his own life on the cross. We want to be more like you who gave your one and only son to pay the debt of our sin and bring us back, restore us to a right relationship with you. Help husbands to love and honor and protect their wives in the same way Jesus did for us as his church. And help wives to cooperate and honor and respect their husbands in the same way Jesus did in his relationship with his father. Help husbands and wives to cooperate and be partners with Jesus in the daily life of families, especially when the going gets really tough. And help parents take time with their children in the way that Jesus did. And help children honor and obey their parents as Jesus did with his Father. And help us be diligent and honest and full of grace in our work and responsibilities. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for loving us enough to leave the perfection of heaven and take up residence in the stinky mess of hearts like ours. Teach us how to love each other and be gracious to each other. Help us live together in the same way you live together with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How amazing is your grace and love. We want to share that same grace, love, joy, and peace with others. We want our lives, our marriages, our families, our nations to reflect this love and be a sign of the coming of your kingdom. So don't let us diminish Jesus and the role he plays in holding all things together. Help each of us submit first to you in all things, so that then we might truly submit to one another, and you might bind us together in the unbreakable bonds of your forever love. All this we humbly ask.